I'm Heather. And I'm Brooke. We're two mompreneurs and friends for almost 10 years who've watched each other go from single AF to married with child. Soon to be children. Tune in every Wednesday to hear us and our lovely guests dish about motherhood, entrepreneurship, relationships, and tips on how we try to balance it all. We're ready to let it all hang out. Yes, all of it. The pretty, the messy, the too tight for our skinny jeans. If only for a good therapeutic laugh or cry. Hashtag real talk. Welcome to a space for soul. We're excited to share ours with you. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. hello. <laughs> you what? Your alarm. I said you should set me as your alarm clock, and I'll be like, "Hello, Heather." <laughs> Could you imagine if I did that just to prank Nick and they all of a sudden like it's completely silent and he just hears your voice in our room? Oh my gosh, how creepy would that be? I was like so scared oh if I heard like, another man's voice in my room. Oh my gosh, there was there's this prank going around on Instagram. I don't know if people have seen it or not, but like somewhere lately posted it, and I think it was like Shanty Sheik that started it. But or like Shanty Sheet Call, and I, I need to remember our handle. But basically, you turn the camera towards your significant other, friend, whatever, whoever you're pranking, and you start being like, okay, so, and I'm so going to do this for soul space. Is that you're like, okay, so. Please do. Um, yes, please. Everyone, <laughs> everyone's been asking me about my morning routine, and then you start saying like bizarre things that you absolutely never do. Like, so I always wake up at like 4.30 before everyone gets up because I love the house to myself. Um, I go on a quick run and then I come back and I do like a 30 minute yoga session. I make my breakfast and I clean the house. Like literally never happens. Yeah. And, and then you watch, <laughs> you, watch you have to add in the spoiler of the video and summer Eve gave me this thing to try out. Oh. I'm going to do a vaginal cleanse in the bathroom right now. And the husband was like, uh, what? he was holding the oil like he used it on his face or something like he didn't know what it was and so he like he like put this like serum on his face and then she pranked him and told him it was like a vaginal douche so good (laughs) so so good that was like the funniest thing ever yeah can you please do this I like will oh I'm going to it's gonna be hilarious you have to say something really wacky like I know. What should I say? Like, I'll be like, I, I feel like if I say I wake up early, that's definitely like strike number one. Cause I never wake up early. Yeah. I'm always like 15 minutes before the kids and scrambling. I feel like if I say totally. I wake up and go on a run, he's going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Do about? that for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I wake up, that. I wake up by 5am at the latest and then I go on at least a three mile run. Oh my God. And then you have to say something like I've gotten my mile down to like six minute miles. Uh, <laughs> something like super aggressive I'm literally taking notes this is so good six minute mile I could probably qualify for the Boston Marathon if I wanted to oh my god God, yes I think this is just like a huge proof point of like we have needed comedy during this at least like John and I have been like watching we've watched so much like stand up and like all this stuff because I'm like we need some laughter you know <laughs> like pull us out of our phones oh, totally. we need a laugh so this is exactly what we need make him laugh <laughs> oh my gosh Will he be, I mean his face is going to be great I mean I I'm pretty sure how are you going to be serious <sighs> oh, oh man my God. I'm you're, actually you have to hide behind the phone yeah, I'm going to have to have that behind the phone and, like, or kind of be behind him where, like, he'll, like, whip his head around and be like, what? I don't know. I'll have to figure it out. But I yeah, definitely, oh, man, it's it's going to be a strategy. I, I tried to prank him with the whole, like, oh, the toilet's smoking. And, like, you put two toilet paper rolls on top yes. of, like, a, a, yeah. a paper towel roll so it's, like, smoking. And he full-on did not fall for that. He looked at me and he goes, okay. And I'm like, what? How did you not think that was hilarious? He's like, the toilet would not be smoking. Like, it, like he's so logical that he's uh, like, yeah. it, it like literally can't smoke. So I didn't even understand what you were saying. <laughs> so I was like, oh, oh. that oh It was like so, so long. No, this, I think this one will be good. I think this will be like, I'll, I'll say do the, the dishes too, because that's totally his thing. And he always leaves them till the morning. And so I'll be like, yeah. yeah. And then I do the dishes and he'll be like, oh, geez, the dishes. You're like, Nick usually sleeps in while I get the house ready. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, I sometimes I try to mow the lawn when I can. 
Oh man, I'm gonna try so yes. hard. Um, oh my it'll god, be that's hilarious. So good. He's gonna, he, and he'll literally it. believe it. <laughs> totally. Okay, well, now that we got that settled. <laughs> okay, perfect. Now let's get oh into it. God. Hey guys, welcome to our brains. <laughs> yes, firehose chat number four, quattro. This is what we do. I swear we have a plan, but when we get on the phone together, it's like girl time. <laughs> we're just like, oh, and then, I mean, a lot of the times we're, you know, I mean, well, lately we've been on a lot of work calls, but a lot of the times we'll go like a lot of the day with just like not talking to people except our toddlers. So then it's like when you do talk to an adult, it's like, um, let me tell you everything. <laughs> It's like a dog with a bone. You're like, yeah, yeah, I want it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like going crazy. That's how I feel Nick is when he comes out of his office because he's on phone calls 24-7. Like that's basically his life and work. And he comes out and he's like dead to the world. And this is even when we dated. Like we I would struggle a little bit because I'd be like, look, I work from home all day by myself. Like I want to talk mm-hmm. to you when you come home. And he wants to be in like silent mode and like veg out on the TV because he needs to decompress and I need to like express yeah. <laughs> like I'm like totally. ready to be present. And I feel like that's such a struggle with anyone who really like uh, works from home and is kind of more internal and they're not like, it's more this kind of creative space maybe, or I don't really know, but I think people who are not as on in their jobs and they're not mm-hmm. like having calls 24 seven and they're just kind of, you know, doing things remotely versus like, salespeople or people that are like in an office it's like you really do have this like Jekyll and Hyde experience when you're off the clock you know and so it's actually been a a funny thing that we've had to kind of figure out through our relationship because he was very like I can't speak right now and I was I mean he's a very internal like introverted kind of person you wouldn't really know that meeting him but he actually is very homebody and like just loves to be in his own little space and I'm, you know, the complete polar opposite. I'm like, everyone come over. Let's have a party. I'll make it a scene. <laughs> and I'm like crazy. So it's it's pretty funny to think how similar we are when we're like actually also very opposite. <laughs> well, and it's very similar to the experience. Like if you've had a baby, you know, like maternity leave was like that for me too. And I feel like this quarantine thing has been like a repeat maternity leave, but with everyone home. <laughs> Um, but the, that feeling of like you're just with a newborn all day and sure you may have some but like everyone's working so you're not really like talking to people you know and then your husband gets home mm-hmm. and you're just like oh my gosh I'm craving adult conversation um, you know even not maternity even if you're stay at home or whatever it's just that like craving of adult conversation but I feel like lately for me it's been a little bit different where like I'm going because John's been going into the office now so coming home like later like he'll be home at like 6 or 6 30 and I'm like I'm already in bath time mode like I'm on schedule like let's go 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 that like I have a hard time being like hey honey how was your day like I don't want to talk because I'm like we're I'm like in like you know I mean you know like that freaking bedtime dinner in bedtime routine is like military sergeant mom you know I'm like yeah five to 7:30. like I'm like a crazy person then he walks in and I'm like still in pajamas I like looked as shoveled I'm like I swear I worked freaking six hours today and now I'm putting these kids to bed and he's like hey like how can I help and I'm like I already did it all <laughs> yeah you know it's like you're no help. dynamic <laughs> totally, it is, but it's totally. true that that five to seven and a half a seven thirty hour is like no one try to communicate with me. If I'm communicating with you, it's cool, but don't try to communicate with me during that time. Or if you do just expect to not be um, responded to, or if I answer it, you could get a mile of emotions because like, and it's so funny too, because sometimes Nick's parents bless their heart. They are amazing. But sometimes they're like, Hey, can I pop over and get like the keg, uh, the keg tack cleaner? Cause I need to clean oh my, my God, you know it's like going. It's like 6.15 and we're like, no, you absolutely cannot do that right now. Like that's a horrible time. Either come at four or come at 8 p.m. Like definitely nowhere in between five to 7.30. Mm-hmm. Cause unless you want to help with bedtime, then come right over. Cause like, yeah, by, the, by all means, be my guest. I'll go outside yeah. and drink. Hop and on in. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, but don't ask for anything from me during that time. And it, I wanted to have a something too, because when you're talking about 
like the mom mode thing. It's so funny too, because when you have your first kid, you think, oh, me and all my mom friends, especially if you're stay at home, like if there's just going to be all these play dates and we're just going to hang out all the time and we're just going to have like kids running around. But you quickly realize that there's about 700 schedules that everyone's trying to manage when you're trying to coordinate that like play date that you think is going to happen every day. And Mm -hmm. everyone's got a different nap schedule or they've got like whatever they're trying to do and this, that, the other and errands and all this stuff. And you realize it is pretty lonely because you never actually really see your friends when you have kids. It's so, it has to be such a strategic situation. I mean, kids don't just always like nap on the go and it's not this like, you know, just throw kids at one house and call it a day till they're like four or five. And then you start getting into school schedules. And so it's like, it's actually really funny all the things you think are going to happen. And then you have a kid and you're like, Oh, this is actually not like it is in the movies. And when well, there's like that like the small phase in the eighties. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> there's that small phase in between too, where like, they're not exactly like playing together. So you do go on a play date and it's like, you're chasing after your own kid that you barely get to like talk, you know? So it's like, okay, I, oh, I feel like so many play dates are like, oh my God, it was good seeing you. Like, wish we could have talked more, but I was, we were both running over after running over. <laughs> running, <laughs> running over our kids. <laughs> that too. Um, because you're just like, what, you're trying to keep up with them. And then it's like, okay, well, that was pointless. We could have just stayed at home. and <laughs> Totally. Yeah. And like been on schedule and not stressed or packed yeah. out the house. I know it's like half the time I'm like, I really want to see your kids, but like, tell me when you're free by yourself. Okay. Because I would actually rather just have some girl time, but now it's fun. You know, Vaughn's older and like the kids are playing and, you know, Aiden and Vaughn have always played so well. It's been great. But yeah, it's like, I remember when we had our first play date together, Aiden was probably like 18 months and Vaughn was like nine months and they just kind of didn't do anything, you know, like they were just like, whatever. Um, But yeah, it's so funny. And it's so funny too, because like a lot of these situations can kind of make you just feel like, stuck and blah and mm-hmm. you know and it, there's just a lot of that you process between postpartum and through maternity and then getting back into work and all these transitions I mean I really felt like 18 months was the true transition transition of me getting into being a parent um, and working mm-hmm. through like all my my stuff of like why well, I was defined by work now I'm a mom what does this mean who am I and um, I think I'm hitting the 12 month mark now. And I feel, I definitely feel like it was quicker with Vaughn. I actually feel like going from one to two was way easier than going from zero to one. Zero to one, I feel like was so emotional, so stressful, so nerve wracking. It was amazing. And I look back and think like about how much one-on-one time I had with Vaughn and how amazing it was. But I also feel like I'm way more uh, chill and just like have my flow this time. Um, Mm -hmm. But in a lot of ways, it was just like hard. And then you throw a pandemic in it. And I feel like, you know, I came into the pandemic, I was six months postpartum. And I was like, just getting out of a very heavy, high paced, stressful consulting position. And then went into this other situation that was like the exact opposite. I basically was like thrown out of a cannon into a brick wall. And it was really hard to like process Mm -hmm. everything. Um, So I know that's kind of what we wanted to actually talk about on this was about just like getting unstuck. I feel like the past few months, people have had to process through so many different things and, um, you know, it's just been a really hard situation. So when it's um, been like waves, right? Like I feel like at the beginning, because we don't have any clarity of like when this is going to end. So there's moments mm-hmm. of like, Oh, this is great. Like we're spending time with the family. And then, you know, a couple of weeks, it's like, Hey, this is not great. Like everyone get out of my hair you know, I just want to work or then work gets heavy. Like there's just been so much like ups and downs of emotions and feeling, I think, stuck in different areas. And the areas we want to talk about today are the three P's, PPP. Um, is the parental per- <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, the personal, parental, and parental. Okay, let's try this again. I swear it wasn't like supposed to be a, t- <laughs> a tongue twister. It is the three P's, personal, parental, and professional. So, you know, there's obviously all different sides of us, and um, we are experiencing different emotions at different times and related to different things, whether it be um, personally or with our kids as a parent, and then professionally as we're, like, doing our job. So there's many different ways, and as as we've talked about before, like, 
it's not all balance. It will never be like that's such like a falsehood, um, which you can go back and listen to that on a different episode. But um, really what we want to talk about today is how we've found some ways to get unstuck. I think right now, I'll speak for myself, but I'll say I think both of us are in a good spot where we aren't so stuck. So we can have this conversation and kind of look back and see those times in this pandemic when we have gotten stuck and what we've done to get through. Um, but there's probably certain areas that we're still stuck in. So, hey, we're human. Yeah, I mean, I've, and I, I totally agree that I feel like I'm actually, I mean, almost, it is nine months or eight months into this year, I finally feel like I'm in a good place. Cause even before the mm-hmm. pandemic, it was like crazy town with how busy I was with work. And I was trying to process like coming off maternity leave. Did I want to be off maternity leave? I took over my company full, full, you know, hundred percent. Um, and had to, you know, really like just dive into that too. And there was so much. And then like this all happened. I literally feel like this is the first month where I'm like, okay. but I've had to do so so much personal work in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, there's just been a lot of like individual stuff I've had to do. And there's been a lot of stuff that we've had to work through in our relationship, like Nick and I, that have just been, it's been so challenging. Like we made a really good um, plan and had a good support system about being able to get out at least once during the week and like once a month for a night out Um, where we would like literally go away for the night and we were in such a good rhythm and it was keeping us so balanced and then all that went away. So like one big thing with uh, personal in our relationships was figuring out how to plan at home date nights. And Nick and I are really bad about that because we'll just sit on the couch and watch a movie, but there's no connection. Like Nick loves watching movies and he feels like that's bonding because we're like connecting on what we're watching and we'll talk about it during the movie or whatever. But honestly, it's not, what I need emotionally. I need like, I need like physical touch. I need, you know, conversation. (laughs) I'm looking at it and I'm like, she needs skin to skin folks. Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is actually a really fun bullet that we will talk about. Um, Basically I do though. Like I need, I'm so, I forget the love language of stuff, but I'm definitely like a quality time. Physical touch. Yeah. Physical touch. Those are my top two. Um, and then I also um, like the gift situation, just like thoughtfulness is something that's really big for me too. But um, yeah, so we'd like plan, you know, date nights of like, hey, we're going to make dinner and sit outside or we're going to do a game night or we're going to sit out front and like look at the view from our home and watch the sunset. And we would take ourselves out of the living room and try to do different things. And that really helped. Um, so looking at kind of like what are our habits and what do we need to really make an effort around. And um, it was, you know, it was good. We'd like go drive the truck and tailgate somewhere. So there's just little things that really helped um, and like setting intentional times to chat. So um, sometimes there's stuff that happens. Let me say one thing before we go into that is like, I think already it's hard enough to do this outside of a pandemic situation. Like you said, you, you get into a flow of like, okay, once, you know, once a month we're doing this and you set things up and, but like, that's already hard in a normal life to get that on the calendar, you know, like it takes time to figure that out and then to actually keep it up. And then you throw in the pandemic and it's like, you know, to your next point of like being intentional, like you really have to focus on it and be, and I think like we're spending much more time together. Now John's out of the office, but out of the house. But when we were, it was like, we're around each other so much more. So then to switch from that mode in the evening of like work, 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 put the kids to bed and then be like, okay, now we're going to have like, like a relationship date thing. And it's like, I don't want to talk to you, (laughs) you know? So Mm -hmm. like there has been that, like, I've had too much of you feeling too. And sometimes when you need to break that up is like going out but it's like going out is limited so it is it isn't easy yeah. for sure and I think you know like we've talked about before like putting this on our calendar and stuff was the way that we could do it but you could look forward to that you know um where I think it's a little bit harder when we're like spending so much time together already yeah totally agree to that and that's something that um you know until we were struggling with like we kind of just do want to be home because we can do whatever we want here and not spend a ton of money, but we don't have an option really right now to like get the kids out. <laughs> so, or like, right. yeah, because we just wanted like literally a 24 hour cycle where we didn't have to worry about the kids, but that's not really an option anymore. Like we don't have that option right. unless we're going to a hotel and you know, so it was just one of those things where I was like, Oh my gosh, we just need like one night and we just 
couldn't really get it. So we, you know, kind of piecemeal these things together and it's actually been, been helping a lot when we've started to make an effort around it again and just do what we can and what we feel comfortable with. So um, I think it's so true. Like you have to be intentional about making those times and, and you know, parlaying into that times to really talk. So like, this is something that my in-laws have done for years and, and they've been married for 40 plus years. So they're doing some things right. And um, they have this like Friday, Friday night is when they kind of just order in dinner, they sit outside and they have their like, their touch base from the week, they talk about what, you know, they both did in their week, if there's anything that came up that bothered either one of them, like they talk about it, is it a non negotiable, do we really need to dig into this, was it just something I need to hear from you, like, what is it, you know, and they just get into like, the cruxes of just the mundane you know because like you can kind of keep going on your routine and going through your, your rat race and then you're like wait what just happened this week and this really actually bothered me or this is getting dusted under the rug I don't like where this is or hey I really wanted to acknowledge like this amazing thing that you did that I didn't really take the time to do this week or whatever you know and so it just kind of like sets a time for them to have like their weekly sync and I think it's so cool because Sometimes, you know, there's things I really want to talk about, but I also know that Nick's probably pretty drained and it may not be the right time to do it, but there's not really a set time to do it. So then I have to kind of strategize around when am I going to talk to him about this versus if you have something on the calendar like that, you just know that's when you bring those things to the table if they're not immediate. And it kind of just like sets some structure around that combo. And um, I just always really liked it. So um, that's something yeah, that, we, you know, we tried to do it. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. We did that for a you, little bit. But you we were really good for a while. Yeah. We did it on a monthly basis. And, um, yeah. but what I found, cause ours started around financials. So that was our conversation. Mm -hmm. And we knew like this Sunday, you know, each month and the kids were with um, the in-laws. What I found is that for us, I mean, at that stage we're at, the kids were out. So like we wanted it to be more fun, you know, because we're like, okay, we don't always get a night, you know, sometimes it would be just like the full day, but sometimes it's like the night too. Like we would try to get them to stay longer and like almost like double down of like, okay, let's have like our serious like work combo, if you will. And then let's go to dinner and go out that night. Um, because for like in the beginning when it was just about finances and just like about like figuring things out and felt so it just kind of felt like ugh, not like we weren't looking forward to it you know because sometimes it's hard discussions and you're, you're like you have to have the energy to to do that you know and then it was like well yeah. kids are away let's drink a beer and then we would end up like not doing what we were planning to do but we still had fun together um, but I think your point of like making that like intentional time, because um, then, you know, there were times where we we're like, let's go to dinner and just drink and we'll talk about it. <laughs> let's get drunk and talk. Uh, <laughs> which is always a good plan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes we've, we've had some of our greatest <laughs> conversations around that. And sometimes we've had some of our worst fights. So it really depends on where you're at <laughs> and what the topic is. But I don't, I don't so completely not support that idea. Sometimes you've got to freaking let loose, you know? Yeah, I feel yeah. like we keep joking with our group of friends that um, there's like this this bar around here that's like a super divey search, but everyone goes there. It's like just a little easy local spot. And we keep joking about like everyone's just going to like roll up belly up to the bar there and act like they're in the club when they were in like college and people are just going to be like losing their minds once this is over. And they're going to be like, excuse me, 21 year old, like it is my time in the club. And like, I mean, I can't just, I just imagine all these like 40 plus people just like loose in a bar and I literally think that's what's going to happen when this is all over like it's going to be parents weekend out Vegas style oh, and totally. people are just going to be like letting loose um you know I mean totally. <laughs> I just yeah can't even imagine like what the pool situations are going to be like it's when we <laughs> the pool situations yeah <laughs> we had like a glimmer of in between where Orange County was starting to like let up like bars were open and there was like a one weekend window and we went out that weekend and it was like so much fun. It was also sad though, because we walked around and there was so much stuff that was closed, like, which was so sad to see mm. like in Laguna Beach, you know, um, things that have been there for a long time, but then that happened. And then we went like back on lockdown, like two weeks later and we're like, okay, well, that was our last hurrah, I guess. <laughs> we, we got out there, <laughs> but the bar situation was so weird because they, um, so they had you like sanitize your hands before you went in, which was fine. Put on a mask to walk into the bar. But once you were in the bar, you could take the mask off. And I'm like, what? This is so weird. Like, like what, what does that even do? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay. Well, it's so strange. I mean, that's neither here nor there, but it, 
who knows if that's going to be our new normal and Vegas pools with masks. We, we don't know what it's going to be like. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I could handle that, to be honest. I went to Home Depot yesterday and it was like, I don't know, 85 or something. I was walking around getting plants for my porch and sweating in the mask, like literally sweating. I took it off and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't breathe. Like, huh. And so I like had it off and then I walked into Home Depot again because I also had to get this like piece of board for a project I'm doing for Sutton's birthday. And I literally was only in there for another 10 minutes and I came out and I was like, oh my gosh, like I need this thing off of me. And like literally my chin was sweating, like I was hot. And I don't know how people exercise in these things. Like I walk around oh, I the back bay sometimes. Yeah. And there's like all these people in masks. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I can't, I mean, I will totally I wear one when I'm being in close proximity, but when I'm outdoors like that and I'm like walking, you know, by myself or whatever, I'm just, I can't breathe. Like, I, I don't know, maybe I have like a breathing totally. issue or something, but like, it's no, like, I, I mean, I it's really can't. true. And people talk about how it's like not good for you to like rebreathe what you're breathing out or carbon monoxide or what is it? I don't know. Yeah. Carbon dioxide, not monoxide. <laughs> um, but science I is like, not our top skill. All the time. Yeah, no, definitely yeah. not. No science over here. <laughs> um, I was, I like, will fall on the sword because I was like the judgy one. I was like, ah, who freaking rides a bike with a mask? And I was telling somebody this because I like, it was a topic of conversation I feel like I've told everyone this and the person I forget who it was like had like actual data and they're like you know what riding a bike is actually one of the worst ways because of the wind like flowing out of your like mouth and stuff and I was like what (laughs) I had no idea that that was like a high way of catching COVID was like riding like cycling and I was like okay I take back what I said and I (laughs) I don't know enough information so I'm putting my mask back on You're like, I'm just going to shut up under this mask. (laughs) Because I didn't get it. I was like, how are you riding a bike with it? How are you running? You know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I just can't, I just can't. Like, I I literally don't think I'm getting enough oxygen. And I don't know, sometimes I really have to take, like, majorly deep breaths. And I always feel like I have, like, some weight on my chest and stuff. So who knows, maybe, like, I just don't get enough oxygen or something. I don't know, but it definitely stresses. And I'm kind of claustrophobic, so this is not and I don't like things around my neck and kind of my face so I also think I just have a mental block around it I mean I wear a mask people don't start like hate mailing us I definitely wear a mask (laughs) I do my part my kid wears one too um but there are situations where I you know like exercising in open air where I just in, in the heat I mean it'd be different if it wasn't like sweltering summers um, I think I'd be a little bit more fine too. So anyways, moving on before totally. that gets crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the opposite side where you're not wearing much, um, I literally, so I am a huge snuggler. Um, and this is going back to Brooke uh, joking about my skin to skin approach. Um, I am a total huge snuggler. snuggler. I love it. Um, the whole like physical touch sitch. So I'm not like a gross, like annoying PDA person. Don't worry. Um, but anyways, love my hugs and love snuggling and hug my friends and all that jazz. So I like literally joked with Nick the other day because I was just like, we need some quality time. And I like literally ran up to him and was like, I need skin to skin. And I like literally pulled his shirt up and pulled mine like so our bellies were showing and like full on hugs and doing skin to skin. And I was like, this is nice. He was like, what is happening right now? I was like, well, it works with infants. So why wouldn't it work to like connect our souls right now? Like just hug me. Okay. And it was literally the funniest thing. And we totally set like a snuggle date and it made me feel like I was one of those people that like ordered a snuggler or something. I was like, Oh my gosh. Cause you, haven't you seen those jobs where people just are like professional snugglers and they like, you yes. can like book, it's like a massage appointment. You like book time and you're just like snuggling with someone. Hey, I don't know oh how God, that I would can't. even feel comfortable. I'd be so stressed out. I remember like first dating Nick and I was like so nervous when we were snuggling at first. Cause it's like, you don't, you're like getting to know the person and you're just like, what's going on. And it was just like, I wasn't like fully chill yet. I'm, I take a while to warm up and stuff. So I just remember being like, I'm not really going to go to sleep right now. Like what's happening. So I can't imagine some stranger like showing up to my house and I'm like, Oh Bob. Yeah. Like let's snuggle bro. Let's go. I mean, I would not be relaxed at all. Oh, no, definitely not. Um, Can we please add this to your script of your prank to Nick, please? Of like, yeah, and then every morning we do 30 minutes of skin to skin before we get out of bed. Like something, I don't know, you got to add this in. And I'll be like, no, I don't mean Sutton and I, I mean Nick and I. And he'll be like, you're like, at Nick and Lovato. (laughs) 
skin from from six to six thirty. Oh, so we don't. Oh do my god! No, I'm actually not a good. I'm not. We a good don't do skin. <laughs> like, well, no, I'm like, actually. This not is a like a normal anymore. like relationship thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a one time thing. People, Nick and I don't like schedule our skin to skin appointments. Like, okay, not, we yeah. Anyways, oh doesn't happen. It was funny. Oh, so funny. Again, going back um, to needing humor, we needed some humor in our lives at the moment, and I thought it was funny. And a little bit of touch, okay? So don't hate. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we, the way we connect is, um, we were doing this before, like pandemic, but we get into like a show or a series together um, and binge it and just like, you know, talk about it. And like, it's just like something that we like have a common bond around. Um, and I think that has been like an easy way for us to like connect during this. Cause like I said, there's days where I'm like, I don't even want to talk, talk to anyone. <laughs> you know, I just want to like chill and like zone out. But this is a way for us to like, like, you know, like throughout the day, text and like, oh my God, did you hear blah, 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 or whatever, if there's like a new like plot situation or um, it brings up like good topics of conversation too. So I think that's been like a good way, an easy way. You don't have to leave your house, just get on the couch, find a show and work it on. I mean, the problem is if you don't have the same interest in shows, then eh, this might not work for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. This but, may be a fight, but, not a bot. <laughs> yeah, we did get him on some girly shows, so that was good. Um, no. <laughs> I know. I tried to get Nick on. I tried to get Nick Love on is Blind. Liars. Oh my, oh my God. gosh. He was not into Love is Blind, which I know John was, which is hilarious. I love he it. Into, yeah. um, he doesn't like Married at First Sight, which whatever. Um, and then I tried to get him on Big Little Wise, and he was not into that either. But we do have a lot of shows that we bond on. So, and we watch a lot of, um, like we're watching the Zac Efron um and uh, Darren Olin um, series right now, which is really interesting. Um, and I love Darren. I've, I've known him for a while, and I just really love his uh, like his whole philosophy and his wellness approach. And um, it's fun to see Zach like learning about all this stuff. They're really funny together. Um, and there's things where I'm just like, that's a good what? point. Those types of shows are a good way because they're a lot of like the documentary type stuff can like appeal to different you know types of people. I think that's a good way to get on a binge series. In this conversation, I mean, Nick and I, this is something Nick and I've done, like we bonded over shows and stuff. So we've always kind of had this be one of our, you know, bonding date night moments. Um, But I feel like documentaries make you think and talk and you're like, wait, oh my gosh, did you know that? What do you think about that? What's your, you know, how do you feel? And and so it gets you in conversation, which is good too. Um, You know, and then I've been taking a lot of time too for myself. So I've been really good about weaving in some personal time into my week. So whether I'm scheduling a walk with a friend taking some time off social, um, you know, kind of just making my bedroom, my sanctuary and like spending time. I mean, it's really like my only place that I have where I can be <laughs> by myself during the day. So um, I kind of take some time when the kids are both napping because they, they overlap in their nap right now. So um, one to three is always like a really quiet time in the house, which is so nice. So it's a lot of times too, where I'll sit up and just kind of do my thing either like listen to some music or that's when I meditate and just kind of like just take some silent time which I didn't realize how much I wanted that in my life you know when when there was one kid like Vaughn would go to the in-laws for a little bit and it'd be quiet in the house or whatever now with two it's a little different so um that's always been really nice and um I actually am on a staycation right now so not really any plans but I um besides being here with you on this podcast Um, but I, I took some time to myself and it was funny. I I realized I didn't even tell my husband that I was doing it. Like I literally the other day was like, oh, my vacation's starting. He's like, you're what? I'm like, oh, he's like, I want one. (laughs) I'm on vacation. Literally. He was like, should we maybe take it together so we can go do something? And I was like, oh, let's take another one. He was like, I'm like, I don't know. Um, I mean, it was so funny, but I just had decided I'm taking a few days just to kind of disconnect and recharge. And it was hilarious. Um, and then I realized, I'm like, wow, maybe I'm not the best at communicating because I probably should have told him that. <laughs> so funny. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I think I, I don't think I've been as good um, about like doing stuff for myself, like as much as I feel like I was before I had Emory because I had more time um, with like full daycare coverage and I would like get some, you know, extra pockets here and there and I would do more stuff in the day. So then like, you know, when I was home with John or whatever, 
Um, but I think like you said, like finding those little like bedroom sanctuaries, like going up, like that's what I try to do is like go up, you know, into my room, like just like do whatever, even if it's nothing but just like that quiet time, like you said, has been like super helpful. Um, trying to do like, you know, meet up with friends like in safe distance, don't worry, people six feet apart. Um, but like in like a backyard or something where like you can have some wine and just like chit chat, mostly trying to do some of that stuff when like the kids are in bed because I feel, you know, it just feels good to be like, okay, they're in bed or having John do bedtime and I leave for a little bit. Um, at the very beginning, I felt like going on drives was like super helpful for me. So like just like playing some music, going on a drive. And even if it was like, I'm like, I'll go to the grocery store. Like I'll be the one, <laughs> like I'll yeah. be the sacrificial lamb. I'll sac- I'll be the, yeah. <laughs> That's literally what I was going to say. You're like, just for five minutes of alone time, I will risk COVID. Don't care. Yeah, totally. It reminds so me of the like- games meme. It's like, I will be the, I forget what they're called, the tribute. Like, I, I volunteer as tribute. I will go out into the wild um, oh every time. I will be that person. <laughs> yeah. It was, and then it was hard for me because Nick was that too. person. He just, he just chose that. And I was like, okay, fine, you know, because I do want to be home and like be able to nurse that and stuff. And I got to the point too where I'm like, I don't care. Like, I just need to do it. I think it was smart of you to do that because it gave you some, you know, that little bit of time. Yeah. And, normalcy you know totally totally yeah because I mean at that beginning stage like when nobody was really leaving at all it was like oh my gosh I'm just looking at the walls of my house and like then going outside in the yard but like nothing you know there was no like outside contact I was like I need that and it wasn't even normal like you got to freaking Trader Joe's and you wait in a line like I waited in like a 30 minute line one time you know like just like weird things but it was nice to kind of like break it up um like going on the drive and blasting some music has definitely been nice. uh, um I, that takes I, me back I, to like I, high school yeah yeah I always think of the like my first uh, my maternity leave with Aiden and I like went on my first drive and I remember it was like oh my god best thing ever like nobody's in the car I'm playing music like it kind of feels like that all over again <laughs> I can listen to what oh, I want to listen to <laughs> um but definitely I haven't I've been bad about it now but walking and listening to podcasts or scheduling phone calls with friends at the time I was going to walk was like super huge for me in the first like probably couple months of this um I would be like, okay, put it on the calendar. I'm talking to so-and-so at three. And I would like get in like all my steps for the day in like an hour session and then also be catching up with a friend and then feeling like, you know, it felt, that felt really great. Um, and you get back to that, but that was a good little Yeah, that's a good a thing because you're being, you're being intentional with your time. Like we talked about above in relationships, but even with your friendships and just making sure you're scheduling that time to connect and have that support and mm-hmm. conversation, but you're also doing something for you by getting your steps in and feeling good. So I love yeah, that. That's actually exactly. a really good idea. When I talk to more, so many people that I had, like, would never have talked to, you know, like, so many friends that, like, were always like, oh, yeah, let's talk soon, and, you know, it would never happen, and I would allow myself, like, as long as I wanted to talk to them, because it helped me then get further steps, you know, so it was a kind of a win-win situation, Um, but, yeah, I haven't been doing that, oh. I will admit to you guys, <laughs> I have not been doing that. I need to get back to it. <laughs> get back to it. Well, we have our walk next week. Um, a yeah. walk and talk, we've been so calling good. them. And yeah, you got to get your daily walks in, girl. Yeah, girl. I know. It does help the sanity, mm-hmm. too. Like, as we get into the topic of parental, <laughs> um, I feel like that during the first few weeks or months, for sure, like getting out of the house, like to breathe, like all of us, like getting out of the house and whether it just means like Aiden's going on a scooter or whatever, like that was so helpful to break up that like, um, you know, time period before nap or time period after nap. Cause like, those are the times when things can get like really tough is when you can't like, those what it used to be the times where we would go on a play day or go do something fun, you know, go to a park, like whatever it was. And we weren't, nobody was like able to do any of that. So um, I think with the parenting side of things, like I you almost were like, I felt like at some point I'm like, I am going crazy. Like, and so we're, so was Aiden, you know, like, I mean, he needs to like get out and exercise. He wasn't going to daycare. So he had, didn't have his friends, you know, there was, so much newness for the whole family that I think that kind of applied to that as well. Um, was just like getting outside and kind of breathing the air. 
the non-COVID air. <laughs> yeah. Well, not, because it was a hard breed. Yeah. <laughs> not in that corner, but over your time. Um, no, I, I feel you on the play dates because it was, it was really, you know, Vaughn has been at home, you know, care in general, but I've definitely feel like in the last six months, he's really, or even three months, ever since he turned three, he really talked about his friends all the time. Oh, and he was yeah. going to the park every day and meeting people and playing with kids and then coming home. For so he was library. like still getting, yeah, like he was getting so much socialization during the week, even though it wasn't like specific friends. And then it all went away. And I think it has been really hard. And we definitely saw a change in him. Um, and he got super clingy to me. He still is, but not as much. But he was like insane at clingy for a little while. He was emotional. Like, I mean, the the big little feelings Instagram page has definitely been a wealth of information for me to really help me navigate some of these things. But um, it was really hard not being able to have play dates. And we, you know, we tried to do like phone dates and stuff, but Vaughn would just like run around and like, I don't know. Aiden and Vaughn were so funny on these like FaceTime dates. Like, oh my gosh. Aiden yeah. like, be, be the fish out of water. And then Vaughn would run around and go... <laughs> And like just run, like in circles making that noise, yeah. And they were cracking up the whole time. And I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. Like Vaughn's making fart sounds, and Aiden thinks it's a fish out of water, and I don't get it. But like you two have a blast. But that was yeah. like the like the gist of our playdates. I mean, it was crazy. So we're getting back to to doing a little bit more now, and we just had to make that choice for his sanity. I mean, he just was not at a place where he could continue to not see people. Um, yeah, it was definitely affecting him, yeah. and I it was hard. Totally, I can't even imagine like because it's been hard for like our age kids, but I can't even imagine kids who like actually get that they're not seeing their friend, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, kids are not going to school and stuff that have been in school, like all that whole, you know, like that. I can't even imagine that. Um, but I was gonna say something about. Oh, now it went away. I don't know. I, was no. I thought I, I thought I had a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm far between now nowadays. <laughs> my brain doesn't always keep up. My mind doesn't always keep up. Um, but no, I think that it's been just like totally, I mean, it's new for everybody. Oh, it's coming back to me. Here we go. Okay. So what I was going to talk about, because something you said was like making that you had to make a conscious choice. I think that's been one of the hardest things I've had for myself and in talking with other moms is like being like in charge of so many decisions that are like, you don't have clarity where it's going to like, where it's going to land. Like, do we, do we go out as a family or do we quarantine? Do we see our extended family or do we not see our extended family? Do we like sign up for preschool or do we not like, and there's so many decisions being made off of like no evidence, you know, and it's all up to like, you pick it, you figure it out, you know, or people who are homeschooling now, like, do I do full online or do I send them part-time and like risk us getting sick? Like there's so many decisions that we've had to make over these last like few months that are on top of everything else that we're already regularly doing. And I think that is where I've definitely struggled and had a hard time because you stress about it. You think about it. Like when we were trying to make the decision, like does he go to preschool because he was enrolled for the fall or does he not? Like there's so many different factors to weigh through when you're talking about your family's health. And that has been, very very hard um I think on me mentally to like get through that and not not think about it it's like always on your mind um and that's where kind of I've spent way too much time on Instagram but I think it's been good to follow some of these people who have like some um authority so like you know there's pediatricians that I follow I really love Dr. Mona and she has a baby and she you know she's a working mom and she's a pediatrician so she has a really good perspective of like the science of it um, you know, I think some of those other resources out there that are giving you information that's more like data, because you kind of feel like, okay, this is like something that's sound versus just hearing a lot of the crap that's in the media that's like, you know, overblown or out of proportion. You kind of feel like a reality check and, you know, more grounded um, when you read some of these people who aren't as big as some of the big media outlets, but they do know that they have the um, profession and the, you know, they have the doctor sign or whatever, and they have the experience behind them to be able to give you information. But that's definitely, I think, where I've struggled is looking at all this information and then being like, why? It's up to me to make this huge decision that's like for my, my the future of me and the future of my kids. Like, that's been a real big struggle for me. Yeah, and I've, I've been worrying too about like Sutton's immunity. You know, Vaughn's had three years mm-hmm. under his belt, Sutton's 
hasn't been around anything really. And I'm like, you know, that's part of me too. I'm like, I do want her to be around other kids and like, you know, catch a cold. I mean, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing that she hasn't had one yet. Like, I'm kind of like, I don't know how I feel about that, you know? Um, I mean, she could just totally. have a really strong immune system. Maybe my immune system's like super powered right now because of everything I'm doing and she's still breastfeeding. So who knows? But I definitely feel like, um, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's definitely um, <clears throat> like a new, just like a whole other level of worry um, and mm-hmm. constant, like, am I doing something right? Am I doing something wrong? Like we, you know, it opened up to a play date. And then Vaughn got a fever for three days and nothing, nothing else, like just a little, like a typical fever. Um, Mm -hmm. And he was fine. And so, you know, it's like one of those things where we're like, oh my gosh, should we have had a play date? We probably shouldn't have what we're thinking, but it could have been that. It could have been other things too. Um, So anyways, it was definitely just like, it's just hard, you know, it's a hard situation to kind of work with. And I think that, I mean, there's definitely like men that, or the dads too, but I think a lot of it falls on the mom to be that person, you know, for um, the family, you know, I think it it can be um, a lot of extra pressure that we put on ourselves, at least, and I guess I should just speak for my situation instead of generalizing for everybody, but uh, like, I'm more of the one that's like the authoritarian on these types of things, if you will, like, I'm the one doing the research, I'm, you know, like, there's so many things that I'm looking to help make that decision. And a lot of times, my husband's just like, yeah, whatever you choose. Well, that seems like, oh, cool, he's like, flexible, it almost gives it more pressure, because then it's like, it's my decision, you know, and then if something doesn't work out, it was me that made that decision. So we definitely have had times where I've like snapped, because I'm like, I'm doing so much of this for our family. And like, I need you to just like, give me your opinion, like good, bad, or indifferent, like be like involved in this decision. Like you thinking being like, you know, whatever you want to do, babe, like that doesn't like actually help, you know, it makes it a little bit more pressure on me. So, you know, I think that has come to the surface for us to have to have those talks about like, this isn't just, I don't want it to just be my decision. I want to like have you as like backing me up if, or you making the decision, I'm backing you up, or us talking through it, um, and I, I tend to, like, snap, because I feel the pressure of that when I'm talking to him about, like, preschool was one of the things, like, I had my viewpoint, and I just, you know, wanted him to, like, give his viewpoint, and I had to, like, push him into it, you know, and then at the end of the day, I'm like, did I make the right decision, and I'm like, you know, I'm still going in circles and circles, but I need that, like, healthy dialogue, um, which I think, you know, this time is so different for everybody and everyone just deals with it differently. So it does give you kind of those moments of needing to like break and be like, okay, let's talk about this. And like, how is this really going to affect our family as a whole? And I know that's not always a situation for people. I giggle because I always joke with Brooke about, um, oh, just borrow Nick when you need an opinion because Nick and I are both very opinionated. <laughs> and so sometimes Brooke is like, I just want like, the the fight the like fight. I want to like <laughs> yeah. like have the emotion behind it. and I'm like honestly whenever you need him just like give him a holler um I mean he's great and he like totally listens and everything but there are times where like we both are just very sure on how we feel and there is no figuring out like how to come to the middle because we are both very solid in our opinions um and we just have to figure out how to like coexist and so it's hilarious because sometimes I'm like, well, I'm going to borrow John for this specific topic. Cause he'll just say, yeah, that sounds great. Awesome. And then, you know, yeah. you just have Nick when you really want that feedback, because I mean, I definitely get an idea of where my husband is, you know, 99% of the time. Um, and it's hilarious because God played a good joke on us. I mean, honestly, like we, it's so funny because everyone's just like, oh my gosh, you guys are just so made for each other. It is hilarious. And then there's moments where I'm like, we are way too effing similar. Like this can't be a good scenario. And I mean, it all works out fine, obviously. Um, but it's just so funny. And one of them is definitely being opinionated. Like we both have no problem <laughs> voicing our opinions to one another and sharing how we feel. So, you know, oh communication is definitely open. <laughs> totally, totally. But yeah, that, I mean, that is funny because like I've been talking to some girlfriends who are like, you know, if I had it my way, like my kid would be back in daycare, but like my husband doesn't want it. And I'm like, that's so crazy to me because I'm like, I'm the person that's like, you know, <laughs> like I'm Same. so used to John being like, whatever, like, do you know, whatever you want to do. And I'm like, he doesn't really care. Like, and there's certain topics. Yes, he for sure cares. But in this whole right. 
like pandemic thing, he has never, he's not like a germaphobe, phobe. he's never really been worried. Like he wiped down all the stuff from the grocery store because I wanted him to, you know? So it's so weird for me to hear the opposite from my friends who they're like, you know, if it was my way, we wouldn't wipe down shit from the grocery store. But my husband, I'm like, what? What is that like? Or like, <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> but I guess opposite is so track. funny. Totally, totally. And Nick's the same way. Like, he's kind of like, I'm, I'm doing everything you're asking me to do because, like, you're directing this here. Like, I'm good. You know, like, I would be doing much, a much different scenario if I was leading the, the charge mm-hmm. on this. And I'm like, okay, well, I appreciate. That's the thing. Like, on the big things, we really come together. And sometimes it's like the little stuff of, like, you know, dishes or whatever that we're just kind of, like, stand our ground. But it's funny. Like, the big situations, I mean, we definitely know, like, when it's time to really be on the same page and figure things out um and mm-hmm. you know he also knows when it's like okay this is just something i need to let heather go for i mean he lets me take the charge probably more than i should um and so it's it is funny it's though I, I don't even like i don't know what i would do <laughs> if nick was like absolutely not they aren't going to like this that i'd be like wait what <laughs> but i also totally, like I, I, know. Said, I think opposites attract because you kind of have that that yin and yang situation going on um but, yeah, because then otherwise, yeah. if you're both like crazy COVID hiders, like, I'm sorry if you guys are, but if you like, and then <laughs> you're never going to get out, then everyone's going nuts. <laughs> it's like yeah. the apocalypse family, like the end of the world is coming and they're not doing crap. Um, it's so yeah. funny, too, because we're like opposites. Like, I'll go through a wave of like, I'm freaking over this. And then like, Nick will go through a wave of like, I need, like, we would just go on drives this weekend, like literally through the kids in the car and we'll drive around for an hour. We didn't have any purpose plan or destination. We just like had to be out of the house. And it was just so funny. And I'm like, are you having a moment? He's like, yeah, I'm just like, I need to be out right now. And Nick could stay home for the rest of his entire life and be completely fine. But the fact that we can't go out right now, it's like, put on us we're both having a hard time with that because we actually do this love being home and stuff so it's been it's been a little tough and um to kind of transition into the last p of professional um it's been hard with work too because on top of it i've always worked from home so like i don't have any um i don't have any you know engagement with people i mean i have like calls and videos and things like that but i'm not like in an office a change of scenery when i was doing the consulting thing in the beginning of the year i was going into an office a couple of days a week and it was actually really nice i liked it um i got you know really inspired i was connecting with people um it was it was good so it's been a little hard to not have um you know as much of that going on and i think you know, I've definitely been uh, dealing with waves of like, okay, I just need to like get through this. And then waves of like, all right, I feel really good. I'm inspired. And I literally, it's like ebbs and flows where normally I can kind of get through everything pretty well. I've definitely been feeling it more on like when I want to be really on and when I literally just like, I need to clear my schedule and like, I can't have any to do. And I've really had to listen to that in order to be as productive as I can be. Um, and I think that's really like, really like the essence of why I started Clover in, from the get-go, which um, some people may not know listening, but I own a conscious creative agency called Clover PR, and we've been around for almost eight years and really started it um, as a conscious creative agency. So we work with mindful brands, um, and we've really created a foundation for um, our staff to be mindful and be able to like show up really well for their work and show up, you know, really present in their life and find that balance. And even though I was super single when I started it, I knew I wanted that when I became a mom. So I wanted to ingrain that in the business. Um, So it's actually really wild to be at a place right now where I have to truly lean into that um, even more so than I've ever had to before, because before it was a choice, now it's a necessity, but I have a business that has its entire foundation based around that. So, um, you know, it's been really interesting to now have to truly practice what I preach um, in the workspace as well. Yeah. And I think we, I mean, we're both, um, I work, I've worked from home like for myself for now two years. Um, but I think we're both like in a good situation where like we like have manifested that for ourselves because we know we wanted that. And, you know, right now there's so many people that don't have, like they're working from home 
with their kids home and homeschooling. And then they have like a boss that's like riding their ass and like, they don't, you know, like there's so many situations I've heard of where people are like, I still have to show up for my job exactly the same, but virtually and have the kids. And I'm like, God, like, I can't even imagine that because I know for me, when the kids were before daycare opened back up, when the kids were home, like, it was so stressful to like be able to manage those calls. And some of mine were like FaceTime calls and like having the kids and luckily John was there, but he has like a strict pretty nine to five job. So he was more tied to his computer. And like, there was so much to navigate within and we were in a small condo. Like there was so much to navigate within our small space um, that it brought more stress to just the daily life. But then on top of that, having, your work involved too is like, this is like way too much for one human to handle. And every time, like I had something for work that like I needed to do and, you know, Aiden obviously needs attention and he doesn't get it. Like it would cause me to like stress even more or like break and snap, you know, at him of like, I need to get this done, buddy. Like, leave me alone. I need space, you know, and I like, I still will do that sometimes too. Like the hardest thing is trying to do work and parent at the same time, because you're feeling the stress of being pulled that you need to give your work, your attention. But then you also are feeling like, I don't want to neglect my son who's asking me for water or something like a necessity, you know? And it's like, but I can't break what I'm doing because it's a, it was a, you know, I think for a lot of people that, um, are trying to juggle this. It's a lot of new emotions. And well, yes, we did have like the working from home already done. We didn't have the working from home and everybody and their husband is home too, all times of the day, you know? Um, so once the kids were able to go back to daycare, for me, at least like that did obviously give me a little bit of breathing room. Um, but it's three days a week and now I have to be super disciplined. Like, I mean, Heather can even attest to her. Like I would chit chat with her all day long before this. And now I'm like, I have these windows, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, gotta go, gotta go. Cause I have a small, I get like a three minute window now. Position. She's like, I have, <laughs> I have from 1038 until 1042. So does totally. that work for you? Otherwise, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise I'm up at night and on weekends and I don't really want to do that unless I have to. Um, so I've had to become so rigorous with myself and like you said, Heather, like starting to practice what I preach more of like being in those like, you know, blocked productivity hours of like from this time to this time I'm doing this and blah, blah, blah. And like living like a slave to my schedule. But then that means the days that I have the kids, I'm, you know, like I am not so scheduled and it's more free flowing and I'm more with them. And yeah, you know, I do check in on work here and there. Um, but that makes it like so much more effective for me if I'm like super crazy for three days about my schedule and then I'm, you know, able to relax a little bit. Um, so it's just a different way of working. And I think people are, I could say, you know, it's changed so much since even freaking February, you know, my working style was different then and how it is now. So I think giving ourselves a little bit of grace and doing what really works um, for our individual personalities and families has been like kind of the overall theme I've been hearing. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think it's really forced everyone um, to let go of what they should do and do what they mm-hmm. need to do and want to do. So like the shoulding has stopped, you know, like there's just, there is no should. There's, this situation yeah. doesn't have a should. I mean, it's like, it's, I mean, there's suggestions, obviously, of things to do, but no one knows how to survive being a parent in a pandemic, a working parent, whether, and I love this thing that Peanut, um, the app that like connects moms shared. It was like, I've seen working moms. I've seen stay-at-home moms, but I've never seen a mom that doesn't work. And I love that because no matter what you're doing as a parent, you are working your ass off on top of working your ass off in whatever way. Um, And, you know, there's so many things that you should do as a stay-at-home mom or you should do as a working mom or you should do as a working dad or, you know, stay-at-home dad and all that stuff. And it's like that all goes out the window now with this because Mm -hmm. this is a whole other level of like shit to manage um, and yeah. emotionally managed. Like, I mean, I thought postpartum was intense. Like, postpartum in a pandemic yeah. will like knock your fucking socks off. And um, <laughs> it's like toddlers in transition. <laughs> yeah, it's like holy hell. And we had some childcare stuff where our our main nanny had you know an emergency and had to be out for three months. So then we had to go through like piecemealing 
um, family, friends, and family together to finding a replacement to what are we doing next? And it's like, I mean, it's a whole hoopla, you know, and Mm -hmm. on top of all of it. So there's just like, I feel like every, someone, I think it was like hot, hot mess with the mom bun or something posted and she was like yeah 2020 like you can definitely just leave now like no one wants you here bye felicia get out you know like it was just like <laughs> so funny because her kid yeah. had this like random allergic reaction she's like i'm so done with like these audibles so anyways it was such a roundabout way but um it's no like, and i think you I just, speaking to that too like reinforces like us more than ever is to like stay in your lane and don't judge people because you don't know what's going on you know there's so like you said like there's emergency situations there's things coming up and like we like the mom shaming and the mom judging and the judging of ourselves like has to go out the window because it's like you said we're navigating things like we don't this is not normal this is also new and like we shouldn't know how to do this nobody like this is historical moment like we we don't know how to deal with this so like really at the end of the day I think when we give ourselves the most like benefit of the doubt the most grace and like can be like okay you know what at the end the kids are good (laughs) everyone's happy healthy I mean maybe not always happy let's not say that but they're fed (laughs) they're safe (laughs) um like that's some of those days like that's all you can ask for and you don't have to be an overachiever and be launching some crazy business while all this is going on you know give yourself some room to breathe and if one day you want to do something crazy do it if you know the other day you don't then don't do it um really I think going off of how you feel personally agreed yeah I mean I think that you this is like the perfect example of you don't know what's going on in someone else's life so just because they're posting certain things on social doesn't mean you have the whole story and mm-hmm. support 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 oh. there was like this other post that someone put in my mom group I need to find it but it was something like oh when I like basically seeing a mom struggle and they're like and you know what I told her and it was like I told her she's amazing. You know, it was like this whole thing mm-hmm. where you're reading and yeah. you're thinking like someone's going to go off and then they're like, basically like, and I supported her. Um, and it's so true. Like, you know, unless someone's doing something that is literally like going to physically kill and harm a child, like let people parent and experience, you know, life yeah. that they're tra- the way they're trying to experience it. Everyone is so different. And I don't think any of us grew up exactly the same way. And I mean, I bet if we went back and compared stories of what our parents did, there'd be a lot more Mm -hmm. shock than what there is now because Instagram, you know, and social shares everything. And so like you think about, I'm like, oh my gosh, if I just sat around and like shot the shit about like what happened when I was a kid, people probably think that I was crazy. I was off at the park at like Mm -hmm. seven, the park behind my, my house with my cousin, like running around in the mud and like some stranger came up to us and we were like by ourselves and we were freaked out and ran, but like, we should have had a parent with us. We were seven. Like, I mean, you know, for sure. Totally. It's like, that would never happen now. You'd be like put in jail. If you compared our first fire hose to this one, I think we've grown. Look at us. We're mm. a good spot. <laughs> we can maybe not so too. Today we are. Yeah. <laughs> Done good. No, I think I think I've definitely finally gotten to a place where um I have better tools to process when I'm feeling anxiety ridden or stressed or overwhelmed. Like and I've given myself the freedom to know it's okay to just like rack a day and deal with myself and come back to it. I don't have mm-hmm to push through everything I need to be able to absorb. And there's something too that was shared on social um, from a company meta society that was um, let's talk about toxic positivity. And it's actually Uh that the thing, there's actually like a, not a condition, but um, something around like constantly having to be positive. Now it's actually not mentally healthy for you because you're not addressing emotions and you're just shoving everything under. And I think it's so true, especially with social, like nine times out of 10, you have to, present happy you present okay everything's great I'm feeling fab and you're not really addressing your true emotions and um I think you know hopefully that's something else that's kind of come from this too is like just being able to like be honest and lean on your friends and open up and because you're pushed to your brink so like people that maybe don't normally open up are now doing it anyways but I definitely feel like um you know, I've gotten better too. I'm like vocalizing when I'm having a hard time and they can be like, look, I need a minute. I need 10 minutes to go soak in a bath. Like, I just can't. I'm sorry. Like I, yeah, that's where I'm at. I was where I'm at, you know, 
it's okay. Yeah. Oh, in the opposite of that too, I think it was, there was someone um, shared this early on and it was like, basically like, I, I am okay. Like I like feeling guilty because they weren't struggling um, during this time. And like, you know, it was someone that didn't have kids, but <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, but really it was somebody who was just talking about like, it's okay that if you're happy, if you're enjoying this time and you're doing great things, like it's okay to not feel like you're struggling. Like we all wish we could be there, but um, so it was really interesting to hear that perspective too. And like back to that point of like, everyone is in their own zone like things are there's so many different factors like just go with what you're feeling and don't care about what other people are doing um i feel like that's like the biggest thing which is hard with social like you know it's just it is hard to be surrounded by so many different things you read one post and then the next post is completely opposite and then you get devastating news in the next post it's like it's so much roller coaster it's like too much to handle so when that happens peace out <laughs> Peace out. And with that, and on that note, we're peace out, people. <laughs> yeah, we out. <laughs> Literally, I love I you. We mean it. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> we're done. We're done. We're done. Good chat, party people. Find us on Insta. You know that's where we hang out. And we love you. Bye. Thank you for joining a space for soul. If you like what you heard, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We'll love you forever. For more information on today's topics, the notes from this episode can be found on our website, soulspace.co forward slash podcast. That's soulspace, S-O-L-S-P-A-C-E dot co forward slash podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at soulspace.co. Catch us next week at the same place, same time. And as always, feel free to tell a friend. Toodles. Toodles.